Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Welcome to Exploring Missions. I hope you're having a great weekend. Uh, Today, we're going to look at a missionary who is serving from where we are in Tupelo, Mississippi, halfway around the world, and uh, that fulfills part of what our introduction is, whether it's next door or around the world, we're on mission for God. A scripture that I wanted to share with you today is in Isaiah 46, 22. It is a passage that I believe will bless your heart. It says this, look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I'm God and there's no other. All the ends of the earth, we're called on to go, and when God tells us to go, he sends us in his power, so we're excited about that. But we want to talk about someone that that has felt the call to share the gospel, and today we have with us missionary, evangelist, everything. You know what a missionary is, they do it all, right? right. It's kind of like pastoring. George Smith. George, welcome. Thank you, sir. It is good to have you today, and uh, I want you to tell us where you're from. Well, I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I grew up in California, and uh, that's where I got saved in California. I've been saved 34 years. I was in Burbank, California at Faith Baptist Church. Wow. That now, Las Vegas, Nevada, (laughs) in California. And here you are in Mississippi. Let yeah. me see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, I love God's connections. I love how he, he connects the dots. Yes. But you're here in Mississippi sharing your story about missions, aren't you? Correct. I uh, moved from California to Mississippi and, and married, found me a Southern wife. And uh, from there, I've been serving the Lord uh, through Mississippi. Uh, we served in churches there on the coast for many years. And me and my wife had been praying to go into full-time missions, and uh, I worked for the paper mill there in uh, International Paper Company in Moss Point, and it closed down, and then uh, I was able to go on a mission trip, and I spent three months on the mission trip, and while I was there, God called me full-time. Amen. Mm-hmm. And now, today, you're serving in? I'm serving in Uganda, East Africa, and we've been there now 17 years. 17 years, yes. and you're home on furlough. And I'm home on furlough. We're going back in May, and so we've been here since uh, December and bit, was able to do Thanksgiving or November to do Thanksgiving and Christmas with the family. So God has blessed us with that. Well, tell me about your family. Well, we have four children, one girl, I mean one son and three girls, and we have nine grandchildren. Oh, wow. Were any of them with you when you first went to Uganda? No, it, you we, let, they were still here in the States? Yes. When we went to Uganda, I put my youngest in college, and uh, I went when we was uh, 47 years old. Okay. Well, honestly, I, I've interviewed another couple not too long ago, and they re- he was bivocational. He retired at 62, and that's mm-hmm. when he went on the mission field. He said he had less overtime, uh, you know, less overhead. Yes. And, uh, and so he, had, he had, to, had some of the income coming in 
So having your children already grown and not taking them and moving out of out of their area, was that a help for it, you? It, it was a help, but it was hard on the wife, leaving oh. the family and the children and the grandchildren. And, uh, you know, my experience overseas, uh, raising children overseas is a great, great experience. The overseas experience really puts into children uh, a wide worldview that some of us here in America has a very oh, me. narrow view. I had a pastor, his prayer for me, give Bert a vision of the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, my vision was Northeast Mississippi, you know, and uh-huh. it's kind of isolated in some ways. And and God has done that in my life and through through people and through trips and, and through knowing what God's command is. So it's yes. good to have you. But you, we have a friend of yours who is yes. here today, and he's a pastor, and it's David Williams. David, welcome. Thank you, Bert. It's good to be with you today. Matter of fact, you drove up with George. I did. George and I have had a relationship. Great. We're more like brothers than we are friends and been that way now for about 15 years. Amen. Actually, almost 16 years and uh, just been able to work with him uh, in Africa on numerous occasions and led teams in numerous occasions. It's been a great joy and experience for us. Well, where do you pastor? I pastor Temple Baptist Church down in uh, Moss Point, Mississippi. I'm in my 17th year there. And, oh, uh, you're running the average. It's been a blessing. Yeah, it's been a blessing. God has used it, and God has used us to uh, in many different ways there, and allowed us to be in Africa and other places. Well, how do you how do you get involved in missions as a pastor? Well, for me, uh, Acts one eight became a reality. Uh, whether it's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, or the other most parts of the earth, God wants us to start at home and then take it abroad. And God opened these doors for us. I never once thought that I, I would be able to do what he has allowed us to do. And uh, the doors open. I tell our people, you know, when the doors open so many times, we want to hesitate. But I believe God opens the doors for a reason. And sometimes he opens them one time and you've got to go through them pretty quickly. Exactly. Uh, you I, miss. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. You know, you, you, everything we do is by faith. Have y'all, right. y'all figured that yeah. out? I do. Lord, man. I'm going to wait by faith because I don't know for sure, or I'm going in by faith because I don't know for sure, but I'm following you as best yeah, I can. That's exactly right. And you said that, you know, you had someone praying that uh, God would give Bert a mission or a vision for the world. Yeah. And I think pastors in general, I mean, that ought to be our vision, Acts 1 8 vision. And, uh, when God put us together with George, it was like a um, just a heart connection there, and and we've been able to be in Thailand and other places as well after tsunami and doing other things, and and but God has led us to be deeply involved there in Uganda, and uh, we've been in the Congo, we've been uh, up on the Sudan border and uh, other places along with George and working alongside of him, and just been able to see the fruit of ministry, church plants and people coming to Christ and. Water Wells, our association there in Jackson County has done tremendous. Uh, Dr. Philip Price is our association missions director, and he has a heart for the world as well. And so we've been able to take a number of teams out of Jackson County that has joined with George and us because he is a Mississippi boy, a Moss Point native. And uh, so it's been uh, after the, uh, from that standpoint that we've been able to connect in just a number of ways and uh, been able to take people from our church. That's the key. Uh, we were speaking with uh, Lee Allred from First Baptist Tupelo last night, and he made a statement. He said, you know, the key is for the pastor or staff member to get their church members on board because they begin to buy into it wherever we are. And uh, that is very key for us. And we've been able, been fortunate through uh, not only in Temple, but other Jackson County folks and a little bit other people that have joined with us to go over and do the work that George wants done and be able to partner alongside of him, not only just monetarily, 
uh, but also physical bodies doing the work alongside of him. George has a statement there, you know, so many people want to just send money. And the missionary can't do it all by themselves. They need people. They need bodies. And uh, that's stuck in my mind. So we've tried to do a trip almost every year. There's been a couple of years just because of schedules and things. We hadn't made it. But sometimes we've been twice. And uh, through our Mississippi Baptist Convention and the help of Ken Rhodes and some other things, we've been able to partner and do some unique things over there. And uh, the water wells, uh, different things that we've been able to do, has just been an amazing turnaround. In water lives. wells are amazing, aren't they? They are, and it you know, and the unique thing about that is, within about ninety days or a little bit less, uh, you start to see a major change in a kid's life. Uh, their little stomachs are not swollen anymore, and and some different things like that. And not only just the health issue, but then you've got a point to where you can share Jesus, and they see. Uh, Jesus in action through that, and then they begin to see the opportunities that comes forth from that. So George has been able to use that in a unique way, and we've we found some different ways to be able to do that in developing springs uh, that are actually flowing, constant flowing, free wa- uh, clean water, and uh, it's a continuous flow, and it's just an amazing thing to see what has happened with just a little bit of effort and people coming together on each uh, person's part. So as a pastor, it's a joy. And uh, to work in that area and then see your people come alive when they go to the mission field. It definitely changes your ministry and changes their lives for forever. Amen. Our guest today on Exploring Missions, George Smith, missionary from Uganda. David Williams, a pastor from Moss Point, Mississippi. George, when people come from foreign countries, are most of the ones that come to you from the United States or do you have some from other countries? Yeah, we have a... A variety of people that come. Most is from the United States, but I have uh, some connections in the UK. Uh, some from Japan has even been, uh, but mostly from the United States. Okay, the United States. I heard this, and uh, you guys, I, I I didn't make it up. I heard it, and I said I believe that. And it's talking about how America is going through some very trying times morally <laughs> in every way and lawlessness. And how can we still stand and killing the babies that we have killed and so many things like that? Mm -hmm. And the man said, we still are the major missionary sending uh, nation in all the world and said, that's why God would bless. So we're being the salt of the earth here in the United States, uh, probably locally, but also in globally, and we're sending missionaries and money to make a difference. Amen. And when when David connected with you and you said, "Yes, we need people," you had some you had some things for them to do. Yes, uh, I work <clears throat> on the Lake of Lake Victoria, and it's the second fresh largest lake in the world, and it's remote islands on the lake, and so we travel in a boat daily out to islands and we camp on the islands and we uh, do work, uh, BBS kind of work for the children. We do pastoral training. We do construction and other things uh, there on the islands. And it's hundreds of islands with thousands of peoples. So I could not have done that by myself. I need bodies. I need people that are willing to say yes to God and to come. Amen. Well, Uganda, there's a lot of freedom uh, in sharing the gospel. And I know that. I've heard, we've talked to others who've been to Uganda. My daughter-in-law has been there and just came back. People that go to Uganda 
Most of the people come back saying, I left my heart in Uganda, (laughs) and uh, I've been connected with Uganda through a ministry, and I'm telling you, the children of Uganda are some of the most, children are beautiful everywhere, but the smiles on those healthy Ugandan children, I've never seen anything like it. I I share that. And someone said in Uganda, worship is a total body experience. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I fit in, David. Uh, You know, it's hard for me to sit behind the microphone and kind of be still. I was telling you, I was kind of a mover around and praise the Lord. We as well. Amen. David, when you go and you work with George, what does it do to the individuals who've never been on one of those mission trips before? It's an amazing endeavor when we see them from the moment we really step off the plane. We we take them through training uh, prior to, but when they step off the plane and go into the parking lot and then just start the drive, you begin to see the change right there. And uh, uh, we've seen people... Uh, from the moment they get there, I mean, they're in tears, there's joy, there's tears. They begin to see that uh, there's opportunities. And uh, what you said a moment ago, people have said they left their heart in Uganda. And that happens in wherever we go, in a lot of places and uh, around the world. Uh, but it's the activity to be able to get uh, out of our culture in the United States and then actually put our feet on the ground, see the need, and then be able to say, hey, I can do this with God's work. And God's help, I can do this. And people, uh, when they've stepped off and without uh, really uh, missing a moment, they'll say, I can't believe I'm in Africa. And uh, and when you're there and you're just ministering and you see the love of the people, and again, this is in countries around the world, not just Uganda, and I know we're speaking directly about Uganda, but when you get your people involved and they begin to see, hey, the difference and, and see the love, um, you were talking about, America and the different things that we deal with in Uganda, you can go into a church service and it's going to last two hours and it's full of energy and and the people sit back and and just see that and experience that type. I've got of worship. to interrupt you and ask George <laughs> when you left Moss Point mm-hmm. and went to uh, Uganda and the service lasted. Them wanting you to last two hours, did you have enough energy to do it? <laughs> it had to, it had to be a building block in there, and uh, it's just so exciting that it's a total giving themselves to that experience. You know, they're not thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow or what's it, what, what I'm going to cook or nothing like that. They're totally involved in their worship service. And so, you know, when I get to preach there, you know, I can preach for an hour. <laughs> Easy. You know, if, if someone comes and preaches for 30 minutes, they say, where's the preacher? You know, and so, yes, we, we, we're totally involved in that time that we spend with God in the service. Well, I interrupted you, but I, I just had to get oh, that. That's fine. But you do. It's uh, like our International Mission Board President, David Platt, yes. has talked about going to Indonesia and other places, yes. you know, and him be there. And when he got through, after an hour, they'd say, we want more. Yeah. You know, we've yes. come because many of them have come a lengthy ways uh, in order to hear this and they want, I'm going to say it, they want their money's worth. They yes. do. And they want, and you know, they, Bert, they walk. For hours, yeah, or they'll ride a boat. Our first trip, maybe our second trip over, and uh, turn it back to George. But we had uh, our ladies were doing a ladies' conference. Our guys were doing te- teaching pastors, but we had a lady come in. They had re- come in a boat, two hours, a little better than two hours in a boat. She was nine months pregnant. She walked pregnant to the church to where they were doing it. 
That night, she gave birth to a baby. That next afternoon, she was back into that women's conference, sitting on the floor, <laughs> soaking up what the ladies were teaching. And, uh, you know, her husband and her, uh, he's actually battling cancer right now. But anyway, um, uh, you know, you get emotional because you make those attachments. But you see the fact that the love and the, the desire for them to hear the gospel and to hear people come and pour into their life. That's what it does to our people. Our folks still think about that, and they say, wow, look at their commitment. Look at what they would go through to come and hear the word. And uh, we in America, so many times uh, when we think about it, we've got all the luxuries and uh, the easiness to get there, and we can't, we can't get people. Uh, and, and when you go and your people see that, they, it changes their life. It changes their perspective. It changes their vision. Uh, it changes everything about them. If you can ever get your people as a pastor, if you can get one person or two people or a group out of your church, it will change your church. Amen. What I know what this does for pastors when we're working on our end and we continue to go to the same country over a period of time. I know what it be. David talks about the relationships it built up. What does it mean to the missionary on the field for someone's church like David at Temple to repeat coming back, is it does it energize you to know it, or, it, or is it, it it energizes me in the in the phase that I can see it in the African people or the people that I work with there in Uganda that the love of a continuous uh, mission church pours into individuals when people start knowing their names. That is really showing the love of God. When people start knowing each other, that is really the love of God. When someone would sacrifice their vacation time, whatever it is, the Ugandans know that it costs money and it costs time. And they keep seeing them over and over and over. The true love of God is shown forth. And so that uh, blesses my heart and it blesses their hearts. And then on the other end, the, the gift that it gives to the Americans is a commitment. And the commitment is shown through the effort that they keep doing. And so it's a give and take situation. And that's what I like. I don't want Americans thinking that they're coming to give, but I want God to be able to speak to them. And as that continuous frequent visiting happens, God speaks and pours into their lives, too, and they become very Chris, better Christians, Amen. too. And some of them will say, I have received more from them than I have given to them. And that's what God is working I, on. I know that feeling. I tell you, I know that. What does it mean for you, for a fellow pastor like David, to come and you guys share personally? I mean, you guys have developed a friendship more than brothers uh, and, and I know when you, a pastor can be lonely, you know, Amen. I can't imagine sometimes the missionary out there. How does it bless you? And I, I know this is a little bit more personal. Yeah. This is more personal I've ever gotten with a missionary over there. But you guys, I can yeah. I know the warmth that's that God has developed. What does it mean for him to come and just sit down with you and pray with you and be with you for a while? You know, personally, for most ministers of the gospel, you can find yourself in the desert quite frequently. And so, you know, it's always an effort for me to be in fellowship and to be uh, uh, accountable to people like we need to be so we can yeah. stay on the right track and, and hear from God. So 
It is a delight to have a homeboy come, meaning a Mississippian, <laughs> and that we can talk the slang that we talk and understand each know other. Know what nabs are? There you right. go. <laughs> now, if, you're in, if you don't know what nabs are, you're missing it's It's, it's crackers with peanut <laughs> butter <laughs> in it. Yeah. And, uh, and so, <laughs> so, so they bring home to me when, I, when they come to Uganda. Uh, my wife is totally excited about it. And so when they come, they bring it home to me. And then we have uh, developed a relationship that goes deeper than just how you doing. We really want to get to the heart of matters because we feed off of each other. Uh, we bear each other's burdens. We cry together because we know this is serious business, God's business. And so it's we look forward to the visits and, and we we talk on the phone, but to be face-to-face really means a difference. And so I love David. He loves me. I love other people that come to the mission field, and we come to feed off of each other. And you're with the International Mission Board of the yes, Southern sir. Baptist Convention. Yes, sir. Uh, we have a, a, a great thing that God has given the Baptist denomination, the Southern Baptist denomination, the cooperative program. And we just finished our Lottie Moon offerings and we do want to thank every uh, participant in that that gave. And as a result of that, we have been able to serve around the world, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we work together, uh, churches, uh, the people that's in the churches, and also the missionaries. And, and we, as we mentioned, David Platt, our president, I was with him uh, just recently. We was in uh, Madrid, Spain, and we was able to gather uh, most of the uh, missionaries in Africa to come together and to be refueled and to get acquainted. And it's because of the giving of the Southern Baptist generosity and the know that we must go there for and preach the gospel. And we want to really connect with our churches and our people to really let them know that from the deepest part of our heart, we appreciate their efforts to try to help in every way that they could to keep this message going until our Lord and Savior comes back. Amen. David, as a pastor, and you have already expressed what it does for your men and women to go on these trips, and uh, they serving everybody, and that's what I want to talk about just for a second. People talk about how do you stay you know, close to the Lord. Well, people say pray, yeah, read the Bible, devotional, accountability. But I am convinced only through service of self-giving are you really going to reach that joy. That's right. You know, Bert, when you think about that, and again, it starts at home. Um, pastor Johnny Hunt and I, are, I love him. And, you know, he says, he's a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia. He area. is. First Baptist Church, Woodstock. Yeah. And, you know, he tells us if you can't be a Christian at home, can't be a Christian anywhere. So it starts at home. And then when you start serving and you see the model that Jesus Christ has put before us, um, he called us to serve, uh, to wash feet, and to uh, to do that literally to whatever it takes to touch people's lives and to reach out to them. And uh, we have that opportunity. And, uh, you know, that's just like partnering with George. He and I are close. Like you said, we've cried together. Uh, we've set out up on the hills of uh, Lake Victoria. I've seen his heart. I've seen the tears flow. I've seen his desire to see the people come to know Jesus Christ. And when you're working there serving, and you see those people. You were talking about the connection to the people. Um, when we first went, um, they they would ask you, "Are you coming back?" And uh, and and so many times they've been told, "Yeah, nobody goes back." And I meant it when I told them we'd go back. 
and uh, and they ask about us. They'll ask him personally, how's Pastor Day, or what's going on, and those kinds of things. And I'll ask him uh, about them because you begin to form those long-time relationships. And uh, they look forward to you coming back. And it's because you're coming, you're serving the Lord. And the thing is, is we go and we're thinking about what are we going to do for them? But in the end, it's what they do for us and, and just serving the Lord and, 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 and getting out of our, our comfort zones here. And uh, I get emotional when I go to thinking about it because it, it really changes our life. Changes your life forever. We're talking to George Smith, missionary from Uganda, David Williams, pastor, uh, Moss Point, Mississippi. We're getting close to the end. Tell us the prayer needs in you and Geraldine's life and those who are in Uganda, we have people that give, praise God, they Amen. give. You've yes. already mentioned Amen. that through through mission efforts, mm-hmm. whether for Southern Baptists, it's cooperative program, Lottie Moon Christmas offering, individual. Mm-hmm. For others, it's others. We have all denominations listen to us, but the idea of giving, you've already shared what that means to you and people coming. But people need to pray as well. Amen. And prayer, yeah, I mean, it goes to God and then Sort of like satellite goes up That's to God right. and he shoots it down Amen. in Uganda. Right. Amen. Isn't that great? Amen. How, how can we pray for you and, and those that you're ministering to, yes. George? Like I said, I have four children and uh, one of them seems to be struggling uh, these days. And her name is Naima. And I would like you to pray for her. She is uh, seems very far from the Lord these days. But the Bible says if you raise up a child and they won't depart. And I'm f- having faith in God and through prayer that we will, she will come back. Amen. And uh, the other children, we have grandchildren now that are graduating out of high school and getting ready to go to college, so they need prayer to stay focused and to be able to be the best they can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My wife is, is, is very uh, uh, concerned about the grandkid children, so she needs strength to continue on until God releases us. And for the uh, people that I work with in Africa, I need to just pray for them that they will grow deeper into the saving grace of our Lord and Savior and forsake all of the other uh, distractions that uh, the adversary brings to them. And that we're doing a training now, trainers for trainers or disciples doing disciplers, and we're having great success. So I just pray for safety because we travel all around Uganda and these days are very peril in, 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 in danger and stuff as we travel. So just pray for myself is that I will continue and I will finish the race good. Amen. Finishing strong. Amen. I mean, I, I heard a message by Vance Havener, and uh, I heard it young when I was young about home before dark. Amen. Staying faithful to the end. When I see missionaries, pastors, ministers, Man, they're still at it at 60 and even 70. It, yeah. it psychs me up, and now I'm in that area. I'm hoping I'm psyching those younger ones up. Exactly. Stay in there. You don't, you don't give up, do you? No way. No way. Guys, y'all have been a blessing. You've been a blessing. Thank you for allowing us to come. Well, we love you guys. Uh, we love Uganda. Uganda, uh, that was the – we adopted a, in our church last time I pastored full-time, uh-huh. we adopted a country from every continent to be involved in. And Uganda was the one uh, in Africa. Mm. And uh, we had people go. And so Uganda's close to my heart. So it was great to have you here. And there was a little personal edge to it today. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to Exploring Missions. We pray that God would use you. Prayer, 
financial, and yes, physically go on mission for God. Whether it's across the street or around the world, God can use you to help bring the good news of Jesus Christ to those who need to hear. 